Hello. Welcome to episode 46 of Pondering Monkeys. Well, or in this uh, case of tonight, Pondering Monkey. So, okay, so lately I've been really kind of almost kind of obsessed with money and finances. So let me explain. I read a lot about um, the economy and I read about inflation and all the money printing going on. And it really actually kind of worries me, especially for my kids and the, the, you know, a lot of the younger generation. So, so quickly, what's going on is obviously we're all aware of the, the last year and a half we've had with COVID and the impact it's had on our economy in the U.S. and actually globally, but pretty much what I'm talking about now is in the U.S. So the government is printing trillions of dollars worth of money to bolster our economy and to kind of keep us going. So even though that seems like a good thing, and I know a lot of people that have gotten, you know, checks at home and stuff and unemployment and things like that, it, it's, been a, it's been a real godsend. But there's kind of a double-edged sword thing to it. So when you pump trillions of dollars into an economy that really wasn't generated, it was just printed, because as we know, the government doesn't make money, it prints money, right? So when we put all that uh, money into our economy, it's this artificial inflation is the result. So, so what we're seeing now is we're seeing an acceleration of our normal inflation rate. And, and the inflation rate's actually kind of interesting too because the numbers that our government has, has given us for years is like 2.8%, 3%, something like that. Well, they've come out and, and basically said now that our inflation rate is actually closer to 5 or 6%. Well, a lot of people, a lot of economists in years past and, and now moving forward have always thought it was higher than that. And there's a lot of real world examples to support that. Housing costs, vehicle, gasoline, things like that, food. And they, they feel, a lot of economists feel, our true inflation rate is around 7 to 8%, maybe even higher. During 2020 with COVID, there's many people felt it was in excess of 15%. So the bottom line is, okay, in inflation is another way of saying inflation is your weakening dollar, okay? So if you had $100,000 in an account last year, today you may still have $100,000 in that account, but it will buy you far less than it did last year, okay? So it basically it's depreciated. So this is what worries me is that the inflation level is increasing, which also means the value of your dollar is depreciating faster and faster. So it, you know, hypothetically in the year, uh, 2030. Okay. Some projections think that a million dollars is going to be roughly $600,000 in today's dollars. That's significant. You know, that's, that's, a, that's a, a huge jump in inflation and depreciation of the dollar. So, so the question is, well, what do you do about it? You know, what, moving forward, what do you do? 
and this is the discussion that I've had with my own kids, is take care of your money and find ways to invest your money in, in things that can act as a hedge against inflation. Now, if you're thinking, well, you know, what exactly is that? It's just a hedge against inflation is finding a way that your money doesn't succumb to the depreciating, depreciating effects of inflation. So like for an example, um, a, a really successful hedge against inflation has been real estate, you know, properties. Um, historically, a lot of people have invested in land and houses or uh, rentals, things like that, commercial building, and they appreciate at a faster rate than the inflation depreciates dollars. So you stay ahead of the, the uh, inflation. So that's, that's one place to do it. Uh, another has been stocks. You know, people have used the stock market, which on average, I believe the stock market, you know, you can get around eight to 9% annual returns. Okay. Well, if the, you know, if the federal government is advertising that our inflation rate is only, you know, 3% or 4%, which they've done historically, then you're, you're actually making money. But, but that's changing now. So the, the inflation rate is, is, is accelerating, and we've, we've seen it. You know, housing is, uh, I believe, housing across the U.S. just last year increased over 16%. And in areas, especially here in Montana, like Bozeman and Missoula, it's on the neighborhood of 20 to 30%. That's, that's extreme. And, you know, it, it's still a mystery to me how people can actually afford that, especially people that are working you know, regular jobs. So looking forward, this is a concern for me. And it's, it's obviously a concern for a lot of people is, you know, what do you do with your money that you can stay ahead of this? So what I've done historically is I've been more of an investment person with, I, I, I've never been big into stocks. I've done a 401k for a little bit while I worked at the hospital um, but once I left the hospital, I really didn't continue to contribute to that. I've, I've always been more of a hands-on with the real estate housing. I've bought, you know, foreclosures. I've bought fixer-upper houses. I've done several of those, um, fix them up, sell them. Um, I've got some apartments or some like a condo type thing. Um, you know, I've tried to do, I, I, so I definitely align more with real estate. I've, I've tried to kind of stay along those lines. And I personally like them just because, you know, with, with my carpentry background and my, you know, with the construction that I've done, I'm able to do those remodels and those improvements, you know, myself. And so that's helped a lot. But the housing thing has changed here in the last year, two years, three years, where even the fixer-uppers, even kind of the, the dumpy houses have gotten expensive. So, you know, you, you, it's hard to find those really screaming deals where you can go and buy them, you know, put a, you know, a decent amount of money fixing them up, but, but be able to put them back on the market and make good money. You can still do it, it's just harder, and that margin between the buying price and the selling price has kind of, you know, it, it's less. There's less profit margin there. The cost of housing is, you know, in, unless you're in a smaller town, more rural, uh, it, it is really accelerated, and it makes that kind of investing, you know, harder, especially 
if you're coming from this where maybe you're trying to piece together some spare money, some, some side money to make this happen, that's an expensive endeavor anymore. Plus you have to, to really capitalize on the investment. You need to have the skills to be able to go ahead and, and you know, do the construction and remodeling or most of it yourself. Otherwise, um, you know, if you're paying somebody to do all the work, it's really going to minima, minimize your profit coming out of it. So, so what else is there? Well, um, as we've talked about in, in prior podcasts, I also like businesses, you know, small business. Um, I think this is a great way to, to, or a great place to put your money, but it's, it, it, it requires a lot more input. Now, some people will buy an existing business and if it's got a successful, you know, um, if the books are good and it's got a successful history and they're making money, you know, business acquisition can be very profitable for people. Um, but there's, there's some things happening now that's even changing that. For example, employees. Employees right now are in demand virtually everywhere. So, you know, if you're buying a business and you want it to be somewhat of a passive income where you don't have to go there day to day, then you're relying on employees to run your business. Well, now that's getting harder and harder to do because good employees are in more and more demand and they're, they're requiring higher wages, benefits, things like that, that tend to cost more to, to run a business. So my advice would be if, if a person's looking at you know, um, trying to invest money in something that will keep growing and they're thinking about maybe a business or something like that. I think that's a great idea, but be cautious that you're taking into account, you know, what's happening in the small business realm right now, and especially with employees, but also supplies, you know, the trucking issues, the, the issue we have right now with all the container ships off the West coast, you know, floating around there in circles because they can't get to port to unload all their goods. And there's a shortage of truck drivers and trucks to get the goods from the ports across the United States. So now supply issues become a problem. And we all remember what happened in 2020 with the toilet paper and bottled water and things like that. I mean, and that wasn't really a supply crunch. That was people, that was more of a consumer driven supply crunch. People were just going out and buying in excess. Now we're talking a true supply crunch where the products are not getting from the factory to the consumer. So, you know, that is, that is another thing to take in consideration. I, I love businesses. I've had several and I've always done pretty well with them. You know, some of them they've done really well, but the cost of doing business now is getting more. So my advice moving forward on this would be find a business that you can do yourself or with minimal input. Okay, something that, something that you won't have to require on a lot of other people to run for you because if, it, if it's the kind of scenario where if they don't show up, the business is shut down, that you can't cover for that, that to me gets a little risky. So what are some other options? Well, I've saved the best for last because I personally think moving forward that cryptocurrencies are probably one of the best ways to hedge against inflation. Now, I'm not early to the game. I mean, I am technically, but you know, Bitcoin's been out since 2011. 
and it's been building momentum and it's it, it just you know it's it's growing leaps and bounds i started learning about it about a year ago but i got a lot more serious about it about 9 months ago because you hear about it and at first i just didn't know anything about it really and i i it was over my head and i to be quite honest I, I didn't think it was going to go anywhere. I mean, I, I didn't take the time to really learn about it. So I was making, you know, I was making poor judgment calls on very little information. So in January, I decided to um, start investing in cryptocurrencies because I was convinced that moving forward, they were going to be something that is going to stay above, above the inflation. They were a hedge against our inflation. Okay. And you know, the, the, the biggest thing starting out for, for people that have never even looked at cryptocurrencies, it, it is a, it's a digital currency, but it's, it's not run by the central banking. So it, it's not something that a government or a country issues. Okay. Th- this is basically a, 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 a universal, a global, uh, currency, you know, especially when we're talking about Bitcoin and Ethereum. Uh, two of the most prominent, or the most prominent, for sure. Bitcoin is number one, and Ethereum would be number two. These are currencies that can be accessed anywhere in the world by people, or you know, by industry, by by governments, whoever accepts them. Okay, once you're set up to accept Bitcoin as a currency, it is near instantaneous, and it can happen globally. So I could order something from, you know, the UK, and the process takes. A millisecond and it's done so so other than the convenience of cryptocurrencies the 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 biggest single factor that that has people so excited about it is that it is an asset class that actually appreciates it's going up in value now if you you know all you have to do is go back last year and look at virtually any of the top cryptocurrencies you know uh bitcoin Ethereum, Solana, Polkadot, um, Chainlink. There, there's many. There's actually hundreds. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spend a lot of time talking about and and most of which, um, you know, are are very new. Okay. So for now, we're gonna talk about mainly just Bitcoin and Ethereum, but they they have done remarkably well. Uh, if you go back two years, you know, they're up a couple thousand percent. So they have they have proven to this point to be a, a great hedge against inflation, a great investment. And everything coming down the line looks like it's going to get better and better. Okay, this is, this is something that is truly, you know, growing. And, and the part that's exciting about, you know, especially Bitcoin and Ethereum is that the adoption by mainstream people is extremely low. In other words, hardly anybody is putting money into this yet, but it's going to happen and it is starting to happen. So, you know, the, you know, people will say a lot. um, And when I talk about this now, because now I'm getting kind of passionate about it because I truly believe in it. And people say, well, is it too late? You know, Bitcoin's already 60. Well, it's been up to 67,000. I think today it got down to 58 something, 59. And people say, well, geez, you know, is it too late to get in? That's really expensive. Well, the answer is no, it's not too late. And it may seem expensive, but you don't have to buy a whole Bitcoin, right? 
Bitcoin is, is the sum of its parts. You, you can buy a hundredth of a Bitcoin if you want. So, so you don't have to go out and spend $60,000 on a Bitcoin. You can spend $100 on Bitcoin, right? You're, you're just investing in Bitcoin, and it, it goes up proportionally. So uh, there, there's, you know, there's some sev- you know, there's several places to actually buy cryptocurrency, but the, I think personally the one I use, and I think one of the most, that's the, it's actually one of the simplest ones out there, most accessible, is Coinbase. And it's as simple as signing up for a membership. You have to tie in some source of, of money to deposit in there, whether you want to put a savings account, a checking account, whatever. And it's that simple. And it's, it's extremely safe and it's insured. And it gives people access now to, to getting into cryptocurrencies. Once again, that's Coinbase. And you can actually invest in Coinbase. It, it is a stock now. It's, a, it's a, a, an equity stock that you can invest on the stock market. And it's, it's actually doing well. But the, the, going back to the, the, the cryptos, um, to convince somebody or, or at least try to educate somebody on why it's a good place to, to put their money to grow, the, the biggest thing is that when you have a currency that is immune from corruption from governments, it's immune from a big business manipulating the stock, which happens in the stock market, actually with alarming frequency. You know, side note, the stock market is very prone to manipulation. And hedge funds and these big and market makers and things like that, it, it's happened for, you know, 120 years and it'll probably keep happening. So, you know, that is not a perfect system. Yes, people have made money on it, but but there, there, without a doubt, is manipulation. Ethereum, Bitcoin, they, it's impossible to manipulate them with any real effectiveness. And the larger the acceptance is, the more people that buy into it, the harder it gets to have any kind of tangible impact on the value of it. Even if you're an Elon Musk with your 43,000 Bitcoin, you know, you can't really have an impact on the totality of it because so many people own it. So it becomes a very safe, stable, okay? And, and the adoption level right now, I think officially is less than 3%. And as it goes forward, you know, and the, the market cap on Bitcoin, I believe right now is um, a little over a trillion dollars. I mean, that's that's amazing trillion dollars people have invested in this and it's growing they they anticipate that by 2030 you could have 50 to 75 trillion dollars invested in bitcoin which is mind-blowing there you know some some people speculate that in 10 years a single bitcoin will be worth a million dollars or more one projection even talks about it being worth around 12 million and when I say projections, these aren't just, these aren't tinfoil hat people. These are, these are meticulous mathematical people that are, are looking at this. And they're, they're figuring out adoption rate. They're figuring out, well, if retail investors, the normal people, Jane and Joe Doe, if we invest in this, this is potentially where it can go. There is a, a uh, firefighting um, 
I don't think it's a union. I think it's a, I think it's a retirement fund in the U.S. for firefighters. They are actually looking at using Bitcoin in the retirement fund. Okay, there's countries. El Salvador has brought on Bitcoin as a as a uh, national currency, and to start it off, they gave all of the El Salvador people a small amount of Bitcoin. And guess what? It's working. They're, they're, the net worth is going up. The standard of living, ever so slightly, will start, to, will start to go up. Because now they have a corruption-free currency that is beyond control by their government. You just have to have ownership of it, and you're in the club. So, so looking forward, that's a huge, that's a huge thing. And, and you know, to convince people that it's not a scam and it's not a fad, you know, those days are gone. A, a um, article I read the other day said that Bitcoin FUD, you know, is essentially over. FUD stands for fear, unknown, and doubt. And it is, it's withstood the test of time. And the adoption rate now by large companies and investment firms and hedge funds and countries is growing at a rate now, it's very apparent it's not going away. So, you know, when you see that and when you, when you gain confidence in that and there's really not a downside, you, you want to kind of spread the word. I've had this conversation with my kids, with friends. My 83-year-old mother is opening a Coinbase account because even she realizes that if this works, it's going to be you know, an unbelievable opportunity. So the biggest, you know, I, I think the, the biggest reason that I personally am so excited about this now is that you know, everybody looks back at 1999 and says, man, if, if I could go back and invest in Google when it was 30 bucks or, you know, Amazon or that, I mean, we've seen the massive growth these companies have had, you know, go back or, or go back 10 years with Tesla. And, and if you have the ability to invest back when you know it's ground level, right, you can do really well. Well, we're at that point. It is not too late. The adoption level is just starting to grow. So to invest in crypto, you're not too late. The opposite is this is a great time to get in because now you have the presence of mind that, or, or you can at least look and see, listen, this thing has a track record now. This isn't so risky. The people that invested in 2012 and 2013, they were pioneers. They, I mean, that was risky. But imagine being able to buy 100 Bitcoin for $10 or more. I mean, imagine that now. And it's worth, it's worth up to, it's been up to $67,000 per Bitcoin. So the adoption rate is just really starting to go. So that means this is the time. You're, you're at the ground level right now. So what I always recommend is read from reliable sources, start to do your due diligence, you know, and, and don't start with betting the farm, you know, start with a small amount 
and see how it goes. This isn't my advice. I'm not giving investment advice. I'm just sharing what I'm doing and why I'm so excited about this. You know, there is a, something else I, I have to share because this has had a huge impact on my investing and, and how I view the, the whole crypto space is there's a YouTube channel called Invest Answers. And the guy that runs it is, his name is James. And he has an extensive financial background. He's been investing, or he's been in, involved with, as an investor, he's worked for companies. He's an economist. Um, he's got his master's in business. The guy is the, really sharp. And he retired in August, and he's, I'm going to guess, mid-50s. But he's done so well with his, his crypto, in the last year and a half, he acquired enough to retire. And he, he retired very well. And so what he does now with his YouTube channel, Invest Answers, is he basically has dedicated his time and energy to try to help people gain financial independence, financial freedom. And, and this guy is, I, I know it, this may come off like a, a sales job, you know, I, like I'm, I'm, I'm not getting any, I guarantee he's not sponsoring the, the podcast. He's just that good. And he is a unique person in that he is generous and he truly wants to help people. And I have learned a lot. One of my reluctances to investing in Bitcoin was because I really didn't understand it. You know, I'm not a computer programmer. I don't know much about this kind of stuff. So it was intimidating. Um, and I, and I, you know, I consider myself a pretty open-minded person, but I really just didn't know anything about this space. So once I found James's channel, he starts kind of walking you know, all of us through this, all these people that were interested in a way that you can understand it. And he spells everything out. He gives factual information and he establishes a very strong case into why cryptocurrencies are the future. He, you know, I consider myself fairly passionate about this now. He's, I mean, he is absolutely sold on this. And it, and it, it just, it, that was the catalyst with me saying, okay, I needed to do something. He convinced me through his, his due diligence, through his research, through his numbers and his, you know, just how he does it. He convinced me that this is indeed the future. This is where everything's going. And we here right now have an opportunity to take advantage of something that will never happen again in our lifetimes. This is a transformation from physical money, dollars, pennies, quarters, to digital. Okay? It's only going to happen this one time. And then it's going to become mainstream. You can only get on the board on board the train one time. And it's now. It really is. And the 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 big thing for me is that I wasn't going to let my fear and my lack of knowledge about something keep me from taking advantage of it. So that was the catalyst. It finally, I, I understood it enough to understand this is the future and the time to get on is now. So once again, the, I, I, can't, I can't recommend this enough, but the YouTube channel is Invest Answers and he, he has a whole catalog of previous. He puts out a video a day 
and uh, it, and addresses a lot of different different topics. He'll talk about equities investing, you know, stocks and things, and that's and that's something that you you don't have to buy crypto to get the benefit of crypto. There's other companies like uh, Tesla that's heavily invested in Bitcoin. MicroStrategy is another company, so you can buy those through your standard stock broker. TD Ameritrade, Fidelity, anything like that online, you can buy those companies and take advantage of their investment in Bitcoin. So it's, it's kind of called Bitcoin by proxy. You don't have to directly own the Bitcoin. You can just buy into a company that does directly own the Bitcoin. And, and what that's doing, it's called an ETF. What, those companies, what they're doing is they're making Bitcoin more accessible for mainstream investors. So for the people that would rather buy stocks, bonds, things like that, traditional investing, we'll call it, they can actually invest in companies that are invested in Bitcoin. And so they can go through their standard stock brokers, making it more accessible. Well, this is huge for Bitcoin and Ethereum and for cryptocurrency in general, because it's going to open it from this rather small audience that is on the Coinbase, no matter how many hundreds of thousands of people have invested thus far, comparatively to the rest of the world, it's a, it's a very, very small amount. They estimate that less than 350,000 people will ever own a whole Bitcoin in the world, ever. Now, considering there's close to 8 billion people, to be one out of 350,000, Ever? You know, that's kind of crazy. So again, you know, not to belabor the point, but but please do check out James's channel if you at all like YouTube and if you're at all interested in this. But I I really can't see with today, with what I've laid out, with you know, our inflation, with the cost of things going up. Um, and and the, the problem is if if our wages went up in parallel fashion to the inflation, well, it's fine. It's status quo. We're, we're doing okay, but that's not the case. Wages are not accelerating at the same pace. So little by little, we're losing ground. So the case has to be made that, that generally we need to do, we as, as a people, society, not the, not the upper 1%, we need to do something or we're losing ground. And as I've already laid out, the, the more traditional choices are looking less and less appealing. Starting a business has a lot more limitations and costs involved now. Real estate has gotten a lot more expensive. So something like cryptocurrency, it's at least worth your time to look into it, is my advice. Or I should say my opinion. The, don't let you know. Don't don't make the same mistake that I made by letting my my fear of the unknown and my lack of information and even lack of desire to learn more really prevented me. I looked back. If I would have adopted and invested when I first really thought about it, I I would be so much further ahead than I am now. And I've I've done well. I mean, the investing's going well. The the, the crypto's gone well. And I'm not greedy, I'm just saying, but a, a matter of a month or two, 
made a big difference. So, so my, I guess my point in being with the crypto is please just educate yourself on it, be open-minded about it, and at least look into it because it very well could be the best financial decision that you, that you make. And as I said, when I first started to talk is, you know, this is something that with my own kids, because generational wealth, you know, if, if I can actually get Bitcoin and leave it there, and if Bitcoin keeps growing the way that they project that it could, that might be that that investment could be something that could benefit multiple generations of my family to come. And I I, I talked about in the uh, entrepreneurship podcast where when I first started one of my first businesses, my goal was to have a business my kids could work into for generational wealth type things, so I could have something to leave behind to them, and then I would help them. Okay, and then the next generation. Well, it's possible that Bitcoin and Ethereum and things like that are that very thing. It is. It could be a source of generational wealth, which for me particular is, you know, that, that makes me happy. Because the way things are going, I, I really do worry about, you know, the, the financial future of, of my kids and my kids' kids moving forward. There is one, one thing I want to say about the information on cryptocurrency too. When you get on and start you know, reading and, and watching YouTube and stuff, there, there's also, um, I don't want to say snake oil salesmen, but there's, there's people that are going just more for um, drama and they're, they're trying to, you know, that's one reason I'm, I'm recommending to go to invest answers because it's it's very factually driven it's not flamboyant they're not over the moon anything like that whatsoever so the one thing i will say is if you do start to learn about crypto just be careful of your sources okay try to get try to get good information that is you know that's that is accurate and is up to date and isn't trying to sell you something you know that's that's a big thing so kind of a quick one today, episode 46. Um, I hope you enjoyed this. I, you know, there's, there's a lot more to talk about with, with crypto and things like that. I didn't want to, you know, belabor the point. But as you can probably tell, um, this is something that I'm, I'm pretty excited about. So I hope people at least look into it, read about it, um, educate yourself a little bit about it, and, and understand that um, you can start investing with just a little bit. Like I said, you certainly don't have to buy a Bitcoin or something like that. Um, check out coinbase.com um, as a platform to invest in cryptos. You can also do, there's some on Robinhood. There's, there's, there's others out there. Coinbase is just probably one of the most uh, common that people are familiar with. Uh, and it's a good place to start. Okay. Well... That was, I'm, I'm glad I got that one off my chest. I've been wanting to do that one for a while. So um, I hope you found the information useful and looking forward to episode 47 next week. Episode 46 in the books. Thank you and have a good night.